1: I would like to see our own January 6th event. See some of those truckers plow right through that 16-foot wall. None of us, of course. i just like to see it.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. All right, then, Barry. Yeah, yeah, no dude about it. Yeah, let's uh, have ourselves a little bit of an insurrection, see how that goes. Yeah, all right, you hosers. We're going to plow right through there. Yesterday, a viral video appeared all over Twitter that was uh, a band of Indigenous elders and leaders doing a ceremony to support the truckers. This is a f***ing lie. This video is not a group of elders and band members supporting the Trucker Convoy. They've taken video footage from something else and they posted it thinking that it was actually... Or trying to trick people into thinking that this has indigenous support. 100% made up. Fake news.
3: ...of what you feel about what extreme elements might believe in regarding vaccination or vaccine mandates because like the Indian farm protests it demonstrates that when people come together...
2: Oh no! Do not compare those two things. That is an actual example of uh, that particular group being oppressed by their government. By a fascist government at that. Like what, what Modi was proposing for the farmers is dramatically different than what is taking place here. Uh, I've ignored this for a little while, but we got to talk about it. The convoy. You may have heard of this because it's making international news. This is a right wing publication in Canada, but Warmington, the freedom truckers, may form the world's largest convoy. Technically, apparently, it's true. According to the Guinness World Record, the largest truck convoy ever was recorded at 7.5 kilometers long in Egypt. The one taking place in Canada right now, which is composed of truckers and trucker supporters, is currently almost 70 kilometers. That's like 50 miles for people who are not uh, still uh, abolishing the old uh, king system. Uh, That's like, yeah, it's almost 50 miles of truckers in a line, all opposing vaccine mandates imposed by America and, and by Canada. It's it's an unusual situation. It, it really is. Uh, first off, they don't speak for truckers or the truckers union. Uh, the truckers union has come out in uh, opposition to this. Apparently 90%, 90% of truckers in Canada are vaccinated. So this is a uh, minority of truckers who are part of the broader, let's just say, anti-vax movement taking place. But they are calling this a revolution. Yes. It's 70 kilometers long. Uh, by Wednesday, the truckers hope to have taken their protest through Manitoba, and it will reach its way to southern uh, Southern Ontario on Friday. Uh, plans call for the convoy to arrive in Ottawa on Saturday for the protest. If it gets there on time and if the convoy holds together, as it has been in British Columbia, Alberta, and Saskatchewan, they're doing the driving just across the entirety of the country, it will be 10 times larger than the largest in history. Yes. Um, so... Uh, on the surface seems uh, seems a little wild, uh, I'm sure. I uh, I showed you some video footage yesterday of a handful of these uh, truckers being interviewed or doing a live stream. Sorry, they were doing a live stream, wasn't it, an interview. And they actually were calling on uh, for an insurrection. They were saying that we need a January 6th event in Canada. And hopefully this might culminate into that, which uh, again is uh, stuff that you would think would get you in a lot of trouble. Oh, also, uh, GoFundMe uh, had a monstrously huge, uh, funding program for these truckers. Uh, they received about $5 million as of Wednesday and, uh, GoFundMe has frozen the, uh, the account. The, uh, the money apparently is now being, uh, determined as to whether or not it's going to be appropriate to, uh, release to these, uh, to these truckers. So, so that's, that's going to be a thing, but the Hill decided to report on this.
4: Kim, what's on your radar? Well, the various anti-mandate protests around the world have been getting little to no coverage, even though thousands upon thousands have been taking to the streets all across Europe each and every week. And Robbie covered the anti-mandate protest that happened in D.C. over the weekend, although maybe not the way I would have covered it, but nonetheless. <laughs> but I do want to tell you about another protest happening right now just across the border in Canada. On Sunday, a protest in the form of a massive convoy of truckers kicked off in British Columbia with cheering crowds lining the streets and filling up overpasses. It's unknown exactly how many truckers are taking part in this convoy, but the estimated number is 35,000 to 50,000 trucks with more trucks joining in as the convoy makes its way across Canada. And in many of the towns they pass through, crowds are waiting in sub-zero temperatures cheering them on. Some are even giving out cookies.
2: Oof, this one hurts me. As a very, very proud member of uh, you know, the, the BC Métis Federation, uh, we are a recognized indigenous group in Canada. This is the flag. This is the flag of my people right here.
4: The ultimate destination is Ottawa, where the truckers and their supporters intend to protest the Trudeau government over their newly implemented cross-border vaccine mandates. The Canadian cross-border vaccine mandate applies only to truckers who move goods across the U.S.-Canadian border. Truckers who stay inside of Canada are not subject to this. The new rule, which took effect January 15th, requires all truckers be vaccinated or, if Canadian, quarantined for 14 days upon arrival in Canada. If you're not Canadian and not vaccinated, you cannot enter the country. The Canadian government estimates about 10 to 15 percent of their trucking population is unvaccinated.
2: Uh, apparently it's 10. But anyways, uh, why are you reporting on this as if this is something that is a media blackout? It's not. It's it's all over the news. It might not be in the news in America, so that's kind of weird. But the 50k trucker convoys, if it's like, ooh, this is historic, yeah, uh, if 10% of the trucking population, the, the workers in, in Canada who happen to drive trucks, uh, if they are the ones who are unvaccinated, yeah, that's enough trucks to line up a historically long convoy in this country and make, yes, uh, I guess the longest uh, convoy in human history. By the way, media blackout and meanwhile, this is on, oh, NBC News. What do you, what do you know? This is something that's uh, kind of wildly reported. Oh, the Calgary Herald. What do you know? (laughs) <laughs> it's, uh, it's, even, it's even in the government of Canada's official website. Good, good job. Oh, and then, of course, there's the over $5 million, which is now frozen, thanks to the GoFundMe being like, eh, this is kind of yikesy. What are they actually protesting here?
4: Not small or fringe. You know, Definitely not as small or fringe as the government wants it to be, especially when you're talking about 35 to 50,000 trucks. The Canadian Trucking Alliance denounced the convoy issuing a statement saying, quote, the Canadian Trucking Alliance. OK,
2: I'm very happy uh, that the, the Hill did its due diligence and actually talk about the Canadian Trucking Alliance uh, talking about this because they have uh, not supported this movement and uh, they've stated emphatically that this is uh, oh wait let's get to the terrorist part
4: There's gerald butts the former principal secretary to prime minister justin trudeau called the group separatists so now people on social are equating the group to terrorists which seems to be where we're at these days anyone protesting any
2: oof all right well that's where your reporting just utterly fell apart no um a lot of the uh, conversation about them being terrorists happened to be you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do my due diligence okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do my reporting here let me let me scroll up and see if I still have the link uh, because I happen to be a little bit better. You know, this is this is an independent news organization, by the way. Uh, So here we are.
1: All right. But yeah, fucking A, guys. Let's get pumped for this. Let's go to fuck.
2: Oh, yeah. Fucking A, guys. All right. Let's uh, have ourselves a little interaction then there, uh, buddy.
1: Well, I got some special videos for tomorrow night. But yeah,
2: got to love this. eh? Check this little thing in the corner.
1: Fucking a, guys! Let's get pumped for this. Let's go to fucking Ottawa. Let's, go. Let's I want to see oh, one of those yeah. truckers. I wouldn't prize not not none of our guys, obviously, but I, I would like to see our own January sixth event. See some of those truckers plow right through that sixteen foot wall. None of us, of course. I just like to see it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, of course. All right then there, eh? Yeah, yeah, no do to boot it. Yeah, let's uh, have ourselves a little bit of an insurrection. See how that goes. Yeah, all right, you hosers. We're going to plow right through there.
4: Organization that does not speak for us. No more lockdowns, no forced vaccination. And yes, if it is forced, that it is forced when you choose between a shot you don't want and your ability to feed yourself.
2: I didn't take this uh, pl- a channel for a place to make fun of accents. Uh, I'll have you know, actually, that uh, as a Canadian, I've earned that right. All right. And by the way, people don't know this, but uh, you you often can't tell because I've spent so many years and millions of dollars on uh, linguistics courses so that uh, my voice sounds like an American broadcaster. Uh, but most of the time, this is my real speaking voice, and this is what I usually try to suppress. Then air, I, I got to do that, eh? You know, no do no to boot it.
4: Truckers will not block emergency vehicles at any point ever, and will even assist any person in need at any point in the convoy or protest, which is what truckers often do when you're stranded on the side of the road. Look for a trucker. Lastly, I want us to remember.
2: Well, I would like to give the final word uh, to uh, an incredible journalist and uh, friend of the show, Brandy Morin, uh, an indigenous activist uh, who has some words to say about all this. majority
5: of Canadians have been sitting on the sidelines while indigenous human rights have been repeatedly violated. We're talking inequality beyond comprehension um, implemented by governments that these Canadians pay taxes to. Reserves, dozens and dozens of them don't even have clean drinking water. It's because Canadians have desecrated it and taken it all for themselves and have um, taken indigenous children to assimilate them, have taken and desecrated land and continuing to do so and benefiting our country. This country is rich off of the innumerable resources of Indian lands and yet they're sitting in their comfy little lives for all these years knowing that the graves of our children have been stifled in the ground that you know were murdered and taken by this colonial corrupt system and all of the injustice They've been sitting on the sidelines where our people's rights are being trampled on a daily basis. And now, now that their own rights are threatened, right? Because they think they're threatened due to this you know, pandemic due to COVID. They're taking to the streets. They're, you know, convoying the highways to Ottawa. Where the hell were they all this time? It doesn't make sense. I don't trust them and I don't take their cause seriously, because how can you be sitting on the sidelines when there is rampant injustice happening all around you?
2: Probably the best final word you could have on this topic. I reported a little bit on it yesterday, but the news about the trucker convoy in Canada is making international news. Now we have everyone's favorite Elon Musk adding to the phrase, saying Canadian truckers rule. Um, am I mistaken? Isn't Tesla building, uh, AI-powered trucks that won't require drivers? I could be completely wrong on that. Let me look this up. Tesla Autonomous Trucks. Oh, I wasn't speaking out of my ass, as I always do. Semi should be the first fully autonomous Tesla. The truck needs a steady supply of 4680 cells. Some people go to Twitter to beg for opportunities to test the FSD. At secured to 4 earnings, Elon Musk said the FSD package is not transferable to another car. If you sell the car, blah, blah, blah. Musk confirmed his impression by saying it seems very highly likely yes. Uh, considering the computers and assembling the cars would have the exact same number of parts. Um, this is all talking about batteries, though. So I want to learn more about whether it was autonomous. No, not the Cybertruck. We all know about this one. <laughs> so ugly. It looks like you're playing, uh, what is it, cyberpunk, but like on a PS1, basically. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's kind of funny that uh, Elon Musk is talking about how Canadian truckers rule and is effectively trying to build technology that is going to put their industry out of work. But here we go. Hey, Roman Bear, very good to see you. Everyone, go check out Roman Bear's uh, channel. I do wish uh, more of the Jewish community would talk about the attack on historical teachings in this wider context, racism in America, rather than just saying that it's anti-Semitism. I remember my dad mentioned the laws in Texas about teaching both sides of the very uh, the Holocaust, but didn't understand it as a consequence of the manufactured panic over CRT. That's a really interesting point. Um, and to people asking about the, the convoy, what's taking place here is that 90% estimated uh, truckers in Canada have been uh, double-vaxxed. And so, this is a minority of truckers in Canada, about 10 Percent of them who are currently doing a convoy across the country, uh, becoming I believe the largest convoy in history. Um to protest the new mandates that are being imposed by both the Canadian and the US border. Now, the Canadian Trucker Alliance has come out and said publicly they do not support this uh, and uh, they support having truckers be safe and vaccinated. And again, this is about 10% of the uh, entire trucker community in Canada. There's been a lot of overlap with uh, far-right and alt-right groups in this country. Uh, I played yesterday the clip of uh, some of the members uh, who were saying that they're actually hoping to have a January 6th event in Canada Meaning that when the trucker's convoy reaches Ottawa, they were hoping that it was going to do something similar to the insurrection uh, that took place in the United States. Stuff that would, in my opinion, normally get you in a lot of trouble for saying on a a stream, but uh, here we are. Now, Americans uh, are starting to... Uh, love this. This is becoming uh, big news in the U.S., and uh, it's becoming big, like, we support the truckers, we support the freedom, because this whole thing is now directly being associated with uh, the anti-mandate, anti-vax, anti-lockdown crowd, uh, and they think that this is a a quote-unquote revolution uh, in in regards to it. Uh, Oh, we have a poll. Hold on. 28% of Canadians support unvaccinated trucker crossing. 28%. Wow. One in three. Support allowing unvaccinated truckers to cross into the U.S.-Canadian border, according to a new poll. I mean, I wonder what the percentage of Americans is that would be fine with this. I'm just going to say up the cuff that I would assume it would be even higher. Of the 70, 72% who believe there should be screening processes at the border for truck drivers, 36% believe they should be fully vaccinated. Well, another 36% say the driver should show proof of a negative COVID-19 test. Uh, within the previous 72 hours, these surveys were conducted January 4, 2020, involving random selected uh, Canadians. Interesting. Now, I'm hearing mixed reports. Obviously, there's the thing that I pulled up not too long ago about how uh, there's mixed mixed reporting on how many truckers there actually are, right? Some people are saying there's there's hundreds and hundreds of them. Some people are saying there's smaller amounts. The OPP report uh, convoy that arrived in uh, Thunder Bay from Winnipeg consisted of 113 commercial vehicles and 276 personal vehicles. So people were just driving alongside them, supporting them, pick up SUVs and cars. It was leaving Thunder Bay at approximately uh, 8.15 this morning and was planned to hit the Highway 17 all the way to Sioux. Now, here's where things start to uh, get really ugly, because, again, this group is posting a lot of stuff online and a lot of what they post is going viral. Yesterday, a viral video appeared all over Twitter That was uh, a band of indigenous elders and leaders doing a ceremony to support the truckers. This is a fucking lie. This video is not a group of elders and band members supporting the trucker convoy. They've taken video footage from something else and they posted it thinking that it was actually, or trying to trick people into thinking that this has indigenous support. 100% made up. Fake news. Continuing in colonizer ways of stealing indigenous knowledge ceremony land and appropriating it to their bullshit, this video was taken from a gathering at Frog Lake without permission and is not related to the Karen Convoy or the Flu Trucks Clan. Original video posted six days ago. Fuck these Karen Convoy, Flu Trucks Clan, so-called Freedom Convoy Canada fuckers are lying through their teeth. Um, yeah. And then the video itself now has uh, a little warning at the bottom. Um, uh, set video. Uh, this video is not from the Freedom Convoy 2022. Uh, this is this lacks uh, respect for, uh, you know, First Nations. Uh, they're using this without author- authorization. Um, This is actually um, a ceremonial circle uh, that was done after the passing of an elder, which makes it extra fucking gnarly that they would go forward and try to spread that lie. Um, After Joy Henderson put them on blast for this, the tweet was deleted, unfortunately not after going uh, pretty viral, but uh, at least that is uh, one piece of it so far, but super fucked up, incredibly fucked up, and again, if you have all the support, why are you making it up then, if this is like a movement that you think uh, crosses racial lines, then why are you lying, saying that indigenous communities are performing ceremonies for you, when you're actually stealing footage of them doing um, a ceremony to respect a past elder, like that is super, super fucked up, no other news, Jagmeet Singh denounces the trucker convoy. He disagrees with his brother in law donation to the cause. Uh, Singh's brother-in-law donated thirteen thousand dollars to the group organizing the trucker convoy. Now, the good news here is that that mother, sorry, that money probably won't see uh, its way past to the truckers themselves, as uh, GoFundMe has effectively frozen the five million, yes, million, five million dollar GoFundMe that has been already raised uh, for this. Uh, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh today condemned the convoy truckers and others traveling to Ottawa to protest the federal rule uh, requiring that all cross-border drivers be vaccinated against COVID-19. Singh said that some of the people behind the demonstration are pushing false information through inflammatory, divisive, and hateful comments. The GoFundMe record shows Singh's brother-in-law, uh, veer Singh, uh, Dalliwal, donated 13000 to the group behind the demonstration and dubbed the Freedom Convoy by the participants. In a statement sent to CBC, Singh said he doesn't support the campaign that harbors extremist and dangerous views. It has divisive rhetoric. Um, and again, I, like, this was one of the things where immediately they were trying to, uh, get, uh, Mead in trouble for, uh, and I was like, well, apparently Chuck uh, family supports this, and I was like, it's, it's his brother-in-law who donated $13,000, and he said that he doesn't support it, so, you know. No, I haven't seen the Twitter thread about the head trucker. Oh, is this the head trucker? This is the guy that I posted yesterday who, uh, was, uh, in that live broadcast talking about, uh, wanting to have a January 6th insurrection in Canada. It's been a while since we've covered one of Pat King's lives. Friends strap in, get a cup of tea, perhaps a snack. This one's a ride. I, I love when threads start that way. When they're just like, if you don't know about this, giddy up. Giddy up, because you're about to have some fun. King drives headfirst into the Great Replacement white genocide myth. It's all a conspiracy, see, because the whites have the strongest bloodlines. He calls the Anglo-Saxon replacement so Antifa can't get mad at him. Who's behind it? Muslims and the United Nations.
6: So let's say Anglo-Saxon. Now what it is, is this, the part of the depopulation and a lot of people don't understand what that means and what there is is there's an end game it's called depopulation of the Caucasian race or the
2: Anglo-Saxon <laughs> wow we're kidding right out of the gates.
6: <laughs> and that's what the goal is: is to depopulate the Anglo-Saxon race because they are the ones with the strongest bloodlines And we'll leave it at that, because then we get into a whole different topic, but...
2: Oh, you'll leave it at that? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no one's ever going to know what you're talking about. Yeah, very subtle. Very subtle. Yeah, good job. Good job hiding the power levels. Yeah, yeah. Great.
6: It's a depopulation of race, okay? That's what they want to do. I've spoken before about how we have uh, Ahmed Abdimajad or Mahmed. I can't say their names very well, because I don't have the the dialect that they do, but (laughs) what? I
2: I couldn't pronounce these names until I learned Farsi. It's just so difficult.
6: (laughs) We have Mahmoud Abdimajad who states that um, no matter what, we are going to infiltrate governments, education systems. We're going to infiltrate every uh, way possible into the Western world what we're going to do is not only infiltrate by flooding with refugees, we're going to infiltrate the education systems to manipulate it to endorse this kind of behavior. This kind-
2: now, I know you're watching this and all of you are thinking like, oh yeah, that's a white supremacist. It's really easy to discount everything he's saying. This is just someone who's so far gone. It's someone who's basically already uh, on the side of, uh, you know, the full on, uh, you know, modern neo-Nazi kind of movement, stuff like that. What he's saying is is a lot more mask off version of the kind of stuff that you'll get from Tucker Carlson, right? Uh, the concept that uh, there is a demographic shift in the United States that is going to change based on immigration and based on that immigration it's going to change voting patterns on top of which they're actually indoctrinating our kids the schools through the use of CRT to teach children to be ashamed of being white like all, all of this is uh, a more mask off version of what is I guess a lot more uh, toned down rhetoric that you'll hear uh, regularly on Fox News
6: kind of behavior then endorses less procreation all right so the less procreation the less white people or you know Anglo-Saxon. Let's say Anglo-Saxon because when I say white, all, all the Antifa guys call up the race card. So we're going to call ourselves Anglo-Saxon.
2: Oof, good save, good save. Yeah, no one will ever think that any of this is racially charged. Refugees, gay, lesbian folks, and transgender folks are also to blame. Of course, the agendas. Um,
6: basically, what we have, okay, is we have um, a hindrance there you go, Carrot. Had a family of 10, and now you've only had, and now right-
2: Wait, are you streaming? Are you answering chat live while you're driving? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I had
6: two. Came from a family of 10. That's right. I only had two as well. I would have loved to have more, um, but it just-
2: I don't know where he's from. He's Canadian. He's, he's one of the, the prominent uh, figures, I guess, for this trucker movement.
6: Cost-wise, I could not afford it. Much. And for that, I would. that's where we stayed. Now we have these refugees coming in, who have upwards of 12, okay? Now the number has has beaten us there right away, they have 12 and many wives. So all of that aside, um, we're looking at some pretty outrageous numbers to look at where we are. Now when you get into the gay communities, no longer are they procreating.
2: I don't understand how you can simultaneously be the like the idealized bloodline, or however you put it, you know, basically the mastery of superiority of the Aryan race. So sorry, he doesn't want to put it that way. He wants to say that uh, Anglo-Saxon race. Uh, and at the same time, you are deeply threatened by all these groups. Uh, the immigrants are coming, the gay agenda is coming, the trans agenda is coming. They're coming for all of us.
6: Right? They're not procreating. There's man and man, that can't happen. Woman and woman, that can't happen. And then we go as far as mutilating i'm gonna say mutilating mutilating our private areas or genitalia so that we can't procreate
2: so one of the reasons why i frequently talk about how uh, from a leftist perspective you have to approach things from an intersectional approach and then you have to talk about or at least advocate for the liberations of all people because you can see on the other side if you're battling fascism uh you can understand why they want to also vilify all these same groups, right? Like, it, the whole thing is actually tied up into this ideology where it's like, this: these are our enemies, and the enemies happen to be any enemy of white supremacy. They happen to be immigrants, they happen to be gay people, they happen to be trans people. All of them are basically the us versus them. King also believes food prices are part of this conspiracy. What?
6: Now, all the Anglo-Saxon people, we've been raised on high, high, high taxes. Um, low incomes so we have sort of depopulated ourselves because we don't want to bring children up in this world that will be hungry we don't want to put our children through some suffering when it comes to that so we're starting to depopulate ourselves due to that and that was that's a we have one to two children at at best right because we know how hard it is and the cost of living and and food and everything and how it's been over the years and this increased amount we have this purposely done it's been going on for years and I'm sorry guys I know it's sh- shocking to some the new one comes where if you go buy groceries now you'll see your groceries have increased in prices but
2: the what <laughs> does that have something to do with the conspiracy <laughs> yeah. Like what is supply lines, uh, let's just say the exploitation of labor, uh, the the current uh, difficulty finding people to uh, work frontline jobs in a pandemic, uh, the way that our shipping uh, and transfer of goods is done through vehicles and boats that are incredibly large. And because of that, they are singular in their purpose, like all these multifaceted approaches uh, is being done as some kind of, like, grand conspiracy in order to suppress the Anglo-Saxon race.
6: Quantities have gotten smaller, and that's still another part of it. Uh, I'm not getting any comments.
2: (laughs) I'm not getting any comments. doesn't seem like anyone is, uh, typing uh, any super chats. Uh, Can we get a super? Hey, it's probably a good time to remind all of you that if, uh, you've got Amazon Prime, you can connect it to your account there, brothers. Connected to your account and, uh, you know, hit me up. It really helps the, uh, the revolution going up. Go, go ahead. Just, sorry, I had the shoulder check there. You know, let's go on. Abortion, of course. His transphobia is off the charts. Also, the tru- Trudeau, UN, and Soros Well, of course. I don't know if I need to play his transphobia. I've already heard enough of that. So what does King wants to do? Simple. All right, let's hear, let's hear the plan. Under
6: the child abuse laws, is that not a form of child abuse to, to put your children in a situation that confuses them, makes them feel uncomfortable and manipulates their mind. Therein lies a huge problem. Therein lies the problem. Justin Trudeau is now guilty of a form of child abuse in my mind. I'm an outside the box thinker and I find that abuse to his children. Can we call? CRA or whatever they not CRA <laughs> um, CFS child family services or whatever they're called. Can we call them on The Prime Minister and have them taken out of his care and have him put in jail now Now that's where I'm looking at different ways that Justin Trudeau needs to be arrested for what he's done for openly promoting this lifestyle which is, it's fine. Okay? I'm not against the gay and right. And
2: gay and- <laughs> I'm not against them. I just don't think they should have rights. It's very simple. And I also think that if you're gay, it's child abuse.
6: Lesbian communities, I'm not. I, I,
2: they're in my... Oh, I was going to say, are you about to drop that you have a, a gay friend? Is, is that the next part? I, I, no, I'm, I'm not a bigot. I have a gay friend. Come on.
6: Family and I love them all to death. Oh. But...
2: I just think they should be third class citizens, that's all.
6: When I've known about the manipulation that's been happening in the education system for years, it tends to become more personal when I'm seeing what is really truly happening. Thank you for your service, sir.
2: He actually thinks this can work, he thinks this is legitimate.
6: And my question 100% to it all is, should he not be arrested? for child abuse. (laughs) We can't get him arrested for the scandals and the conspiracy and the bribery and the the millions and billions of dollars that he's given to known terrorists. Um, We can't do it that way. Can we not get him arrested for this? Because I know if my kids were uncomfortable I'd get arrested. There's your food for thought for the day. So now we sit here and we think
2: Oh, Political Puppy, thanks for giving Shrinking Circle a tier circle 1 a subscription. subscription.
6: Appreciate that. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Maybe somebody should call CFS. Anonymous tips? They work really good. Right? So-and-so? Those anonymous tips, they do wonders to people. They get people really screwed over. But Who knows? I'm just the guy. Who's a critical, critical thinker? Thinks outside the box.
2: (laughs) Yeah, critical thinker. (laughs) Fucking racist ass homophobe. King is completely off the rails, stating Trudeau endorses pedophilia as a sexual preference. Oh, I didn't know that about the Prime Minister. This just gets wilder and wilder.
6: Now we have the psychological, and I'll show you the books, I'll put them up on the page. We have psychology professors who are teaching master's degrees. And when you become a psychologist, you have to sign an oath. Okay? You sign an oath and you follow the psychology ground rules. They're trying to push pedophilia as a sexual preference. Ah. Okay? Now, we have a government, one Justin Trudeau, who openly endorses this. Alright, he openly endorses this. Now, we're back to the Justin Trudeau story.
2: (laughs) We're back to, like, uh, the moral panic that, of course, uh, you know, This goes back to, like, uh, the gay panic of, like, the the 80s and that, you know, actually, no, it was way before then when people were accusing gay people of being pedophiles. And is is he really upset about the conversion therapy getting banned in Canada? Is that where this is all coming from? Is the guy who thinks climate change is bullshit because 100-year floods means 100-year climate cycles? Cool. Are you learning from, uh, like, Jordan Peterson on that? Now we were just sent an interesting conversation by Tipster who runs a parody Pat and Jay page. These chuds turn on each other all the time, so this was a surprise. Unblock me, you coward. In Alberta, you want to tear Kenny Windsor down. I'm all for it, but don't come coming at me. Oh, yeah? He wants to tear you down. If you have intel on Kenny, feel free to send it. Do we have a truce? <laughs> Uh, But the tacit admission of being an anti-Semite, that's interesting. This is absolutely verified. Now his Holocaust softening, it was not 6 meters, oh sorry, it was six 6 million, it was only 4 million, and constantly references to sorrow and globalism makes a lot of sense. You know you've posted anti-Semitic stuff, right? Even I was surprised by that. I have some views that are on my own, but I want to focus on Canada. Not everything is what it seems. So you won't be posting anti-Semitic content anymore? No, just Trudeau. (laughs) Wow. Well, okay, good to know they're uh they're sending their best. They're uh, they're sending their best. That's that's all I can say. Now, if you don't reside in the made up country of Canada, the cartoon fantasy land of which I am currently situated, you may not have heard about the Trucker Convoy. Actually that's not true at all. You probably heard all about it, because all of your favorites, uh your Jordan Petersons. Uh, your Russell Brands, your Joe Rogans, and more recently, your Elon Musks are all making a lot of noise about it. They're all talking about how this is a freedom convoy, how truckers in Canada are finally standing up. This is the first country to take a decided stance against lockdown measures, vaccine mandates, all the icky stuff, mask wearing, social distancing, all the things we all hate. Uh, The truckers are here to liberate the Canadian people. And it is not an overwhelmingly white convoy, unlike some may say. It's being called the Karen Convoy. It's being called the Flu Trucks Clan. All these kind of things. Uh apparently those those are misguided, misguided attempts. It's it's actually completely about freedom, and all the people you expect are the ones talking about it. Now, if you want just a quick little uh look-see as, as to what uh, is going on here here's uh, some background police for you police
7: in and around toronto are warning of traffic disruptions today a convoy of trucks set to pass through on those major 400 series highways around 12 noon the truckers are driving from windsor to ottawa to meet up with a main convoy of anti-vaccine mandate protesters who are traveling all the way from british columbia and-
2: yes And um, one of the reasons that it's making big news is that... uh, Well, first off, this is pretty unusual. I've stated before, the Canadian Truckers Alliance has condemned this. 90% of truckers are double vaccinated. So this is a minority of truckers, the 10% who are reason to get uh, vaccinated, who are basically carrying this. And then the whole anti-vaccine, anti-mandate crowd has coalesced around them. And then it's blossomed into this kind of global uh, movement, if you will, in that everyone is looking towards this. It's like, oh, wow. Finally, someone is making a stand. This is going to be the largest convoy in human history. It's going to make the Guinness uh, World of uh, Records. And... Uh, I've also shown on stream a handful of the truckers in their own words talking about this. And wouldn't it surprise you to find out that they happen to be pretty white supremacy? Not white supremacists in the fact that we, like, from an academic standpoint, live in a white supremacist society. uh, More in the, like, uh, we believe in the superiority of the Aryan race kind of white supremacists. Oh, also, they didn't use the term Aryan because obviously that would have been dog whistles. uh, So instead they've been using Anglo-Saxon. So they've been saying, uh, you know, this is uh, basically about the liberation of the Anglo-Saxon people, uh, stuff of that nature. So, yeah, it's 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 got a lot of overlap with, with a lot of these, uh, let's just say, controversial groups to the point where it's no surprise to me that people are kind of looking towards this as like, oh, interesting. Could this be the linchpin?
7: and picking up participants along the way. That main convoy, it will continue its journey across northern Ontario today as it too nears the nation's capital. The demonstration began as a protest against the federal government's vaccine mandate for truckers who enter Canada from the U.S. It's grown into a larger movement. The protesters are still calling for that mandate to be dropped, although the U.S. has also banned unvaccinated truckers from entering that country.
2: So that's also something that gets lost in, I think, the other media being reported about this. Um, first off, Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson. Uh, I don't know if Glenn has talked about this yet, but uh, Elon Musk. And now we're going to show you Russell Brand. Every person who's talked about this and or reported on this seems to love saying that there is a media blackout on this, that no one is talking about this, that there's complete radio silence. Um Maybe if you don't live in Canada, maybe if you live in the United States or you live in Chile or something, then yeah maybe you're not getting 24/7 news about this but in Canada, yes, it's all over the media it's all over all the newspapers it's in like I'm this is the CBC that I'm, I'm playing right now so there's there's not a media blackout on this contrary to what a lot of people are saying I don't I don't fully understand that, but anyways,
0: Passed through Thunderbath with set on Ottawa supporters greeting them along the way again.
1: mandates uh, go against our human rights.
0: For the first time, the Prime Minister weighed in directly on the convoy, saying 90% of truckers are vaccinated. As for the protesters, Small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they are expressing do not represent. views of canadians who have been there for each other ottawa police are taking the lead on security saturday prepping for thousands to descend on parliament hill
2: what started out as a single expression of demonstration through what was called a freedom convoy involving vehicles from across canada um, over the last several days and particularly in the last 24 hours has
1: changed substantially
0: There is increasing concern about violent online rhetoric supporting the convoy and that those with extreme views are planning on attending. Pat King is in the convoy and claims to be an organizer. He is known for his far-right views and using homophobic and racist language in the past.
2: Oh, come on. It's not just homophobic. He was also incredibly transphobic. He was talking about the trans agenda. He was talking about, what is it, the global homo agenda. Uh, he was talking about uh, how, he, this is the one who was talking about like the Anglo-Saxon uh, race getting replaced. It was a very great replacement theory when he was given his little sermon.
0: Other convoy leaders are now distancing themselves from King.
6: 100% that it had to be done due to the PR. It had to be done. It had to. So it is what it is.
2: So anyways, I wanted to see what uh, other people are saying about this since everyone seems to have an opinion. And uh, I figured what better person than our own guru, Mr. Russell Brand?
3: I got trucking on my mind there's a great convoy trucking across canada truckers who were previously regarded as heroes when they were delivering vital goods and working during the lockdown are now villains as they protest vaccine mandates so why is no one in the mainstream media talking about it hello there you fool.
2: so i guess i i already cut that first point off at the uh, the impasse there sorry but uh, yeah we'll keep going
3: million glorious wonders how wonderful that we get to be alive together right now in the world and shape reality according to our conscious will and our divine understanding of what this experience is together you know what I mean you know the sort of stuff I say don't you what's going on with these Canadian truckers look in the comments below we read the comments I tell you we read the comments and the reason we're doing this video is because in the comments do the truckers do the Canadian truckers alright well do the Canadian truckers
2: you read the comments oh okay then, uh, I think the reason you think there's no coverage of this is because you haven't actually logged on to the internet. It's being covered everywhere. But thanks for contributing. I am now flaccid and parlay.
3: There's a great big convoy heading across Canada to protest vaccine mandates. When we prepare these videos, we have to find mainstream media content to comment on and to build our content and to help us formulate a perspective so that we can get in a discourse with you. We can't find any about these Canadian truckers and yet people want to hear about it. So what is going on? And the main questions I have to offer is how come the truckers go from being heroes one minute when they're delivering vital goods and services to being loathed if they won't participate and uh, capitulate according to the will of the powerful the answers are probably pretty bloody obvious to any of you that switched on and i know you are you wonderful miracle so let's have a look at this story
2: He does talk to his uh, his fans in a in a, in a kind of wholesome way. Uh, when I first saw this, I thought he was talking about the trucks at Dover. No,
3: he's talking about Canada, the Canadian trucker convoy, the freedom convoy. we had to do ourselves because the mainstream media won't bloody do it for us. While more than 85% of Canada's 120,000 truck drivers who regularly cross into the US are vaccinated against COVID-19, as many as 16,000 could be sidelined as a result of new vaccination restrictions put in place in Canada and by President Joe Biden's administration. Many truckers are protesting in the protest after Canada's January the 15th deadline, forcing unvaccinated drivers to commit to two weeks of isolation and submit negative COVID-19 tests before being allowed back into the northern country. In a message posted on the Instagram account Freedom Convoy 22, the organisers of the convoy said, here are some facts that the media is not sharing. The mm. trucking convoy is not anti-vaccination. It is anti-government mandates. Many of us are vaccinated. We simply believe that every Canadian should be free to choose and face no discrimination or restrictions on their freedom due to their choice. No forced vaccination. And yes, it is forced when you choose between a shot. you." So this really comes down to them crossing the border, right? Now...
2: When you cross the border into the United States as a Canadian, and if you cross into Canada as an American, and again, this is coming from the perspective, I don't know if everyone here has suddenly become really far left, maybe I've had the truckers wrong, they want to abolish the idea of borders themselves, or they want something uh, close to that, I'm not entirely sure, but Typically, when you go into the United States, uh, you have to present documents. Uh, it's not as simple as you just walking into the country, right? You have to provide a passport. Uh, you have to show them a passport, and then you'll probably get a few questions asked to you. The same thing happens if you go into a liquor store. You might have to show a proof of ID uh, to show that uh, you are, in fact, of age to be able to buy that liquor. Uh, so those are things that are already in place in regular society. Same thing with uh, vaccine uh, passports are a thing that also already existed in society. If you travel to a handful of countries, uh, you may need to have a required set of vaccinations uh, in lieu of you getting very sick when you arrive to those countries. And then, uh, obviously, you might become a burden on their healthcare care system uh, simply because you weren't capable of uh, you know, vaccinating yourself against yellow fever or something like that. Um, so none of those things are things worthy of uh, the Freedom Convoy. Uh, the fact that you have to present uh, you know, passport papers in a draconian fashion, uh, you know, that is very Big Brother, Deep State, uh, globalist kind of way. Uh, they, they haven't been upset about that, but it's these new restrictions uh, that are being imposed by both sides, by the way, uh, not just uh, Canada, but both the United States and Canada are stating that you need to uh, show proof of vaccination if you are going to be uh, involved in this
3: current activity don't want and your ability to feed yourself. Truckers will not block emergency vehicles at any point ever and will even assist any person in need at any point in the convoy or protest. People who oppose government mandates are not the tiny group that the media has tried to make us believe. We are significant in numbers, growing by the day, and we will not back down. Whether or not you agree with their aims, of course that's up to you. That's what democracy is, a discourse, a series of opinions being shared, developed, evolved in order to create systems that are fair to as many people as possible
2: well ideally that that sounds kind of like a utopian democracy not the current one we have i mean you know under capitalism people with more capital are going to be able to influence politics and so there's probably some inherent problems with that you can't just always have the enlightened centrism the the, the perfectly centered view on everything like hey whether you not you agree with what i've stated or said uh, that doesn't really matter at all uh, what really matters is if you're going to hit the like button subscribe and then sound off in the comments of what you think
3: This is precisely what people need to do. You have to work out what your objectives are, work out how you're going to pursue it, make sure you're ideologically sound and that your conduct is fair. The stuff they said about the emergency vehicles, for example, I think that's very important because you can imagine that the way that this protest would be discredited is, oh, they're getting in the way of uh, emergency vehicles because we're dealing with a pretty nefarious machine that will say anything to shut down opposition to its intentions. According to CBC News, more than a thousand supporters braved dangerously cold temperatures to greet the convoy as it passed through Headingley, Manitoba, en route to Ottawa. Manitoba... Now,
2: keep in mind, there is a massive anti-vax uh, movement in Canada, as well as anti-mandates, anti-lockdowns, and it's been growing for a while. And it's the same one that you find in the United States right now. You find it also in Australia. I mean, you find it in most parts of the world. There's a very large uh, opposition to the idea of having to you know, wear masks, social distance, uh, lockdown measures, any of that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, as the trucker convoy continued across the country, there has been people who are already part of those kind of movements coming out and shine, uh, showing signs of support.
3: resident Terry Mannery told the Canadian news outlet the far-reaching government mandates go too far and have sparked devastating cultural divisions. We're tired of too much dividing people, vaxxed people to unvaxxed people, he said. That's not supposed to happen. We're all one. We're all in this together. It needs to stop right now. Oh, Terry Mannery, he's nailed it, hasn't he, really?
2: That's not the C B C he's quoting. No, I never said he was quoting the C B C. He's been he's been using C B N as a source. I mean, I I would assume he would have gone for Canadian media, but the two sources right now are C B N and then the the secondary one is the Instagram account of the truckers convoy
3: people should be able to come together regardless of differences. And in fact, look at the alternative. If people can't accept that we're all different, which is broadly accepted elsewhere in our culture, then we've got nothing to look forward to, except endless conflict, conflagration and division, which here's a side note, is really convenient for institutions and people in power, because we will never have the time to go, I'm going to stop looking at you. I'm going to start thinking, how is this situation benefiting people? What's really-
2: now? This is the part of this that, uh should really be emphasized, because this, what Russell Brand is talking about right now, right, and a lot of other people on the right have kind of tried to report on the Trucker's Convoy from the perspective of is this a revolution? Is this the will of the people? Are they coming forward right now and doing direct action, the kind of stuff that we always talk about, and is this something that should galvanize us? And one of the reasons why when I was talking about the Trucker Convoy the other day, I played that clip from an indigenous uh, reporter, Brandy Morin, uh, because she put this into perspective really well. This is people who feel that they are being oppressed for the first time in society, suddenly talking about freedom in this country the freedom to not have to wear a mask because it's itchy the freedom to not have to socially distance the freedom to not have to be vaccinated uh, or in some cases even take double testing to be able to you know effectively do their jobs and not infect other people or go into workplaces where there are multiple other people who are working there who do not want to get sick and bring that you know disease home to their families all all that kind of stuff they now feel like they're being oppressed and she put it into perspective she's like canada as a country has been involved in the genocide of indigenous people uh, since its inception. Uh, Whether it is, you know, taking kids out of their parents' arms, forcing them to go into residential schools where they're sexually assaulted, tortured, murdered, all that kind of stuff. All the way up into the modern day era where they are underfunding in numerous programs. There's unclean drinking water uh, in reserves across the country. Um, There's tens of thousands of children still being taken from their communities and families and put into the foster care system. Because, again, a lot of the programs that should be put in place to be able to help them are being directly underfunded uh, by the federal government itself. And no one said a thing. No, no one cared, no no one brought that up this wasn't an issue of freedom they were sitting back the entire time being like well that's just business as usual, that's just part of the colonial project known as for it's going to be for the glory of us all, if it was not for us, the colonizers then we would not have civilized the uh, the savages that used to run uh, this country and no one cared, there, there was no freedom, there, like can you imagine I don't know if anyone here knows what the Idle No More protests were like in this country, but if you could imagine the Idle No More protesters who are overwhelmingly indigenous, if they had tried to block a single lane of traffic down the main highway of Canada. There's just one. There's one major highway called the number one that goes from one end of the country to the other. If they had done that on some kind of convoy, there would be RCMP all over this. All over this. This would not be. They would not be allowed to effectively block a single lane of traffic for seventy kilometers at a time, or however long it's been. It would have just been shut down, arrests, shut down. Because that's what was happening when idle no more protesters were trying to do things like block streets, like just even like little intersections. That that would have been enough for them to be like, okay, I'm sorry, you can't block traffic. We have to arrest you now. But now, uh, because this is people who are feeling oppression, I guess in their own way for the first time. They haven't lived with oppression their entire lives, like indigenous people in Canada have. But suddenly they're oppressed and because of that it's it's freedom this is freedom this is us uh, against the tyrannical government that oppresses us and and come join us please we need uh, more allies in this
3: really going on here well
0: over a thousand people lining the trans canada highway outside of winnipeg in minus 30 wind chills protesting what they call government overreach
7: somebody has to stand
1: up for canada and the truckers are doing it
3: what we'll say is it was fucking cold. <laughs> every single shot, people are like clinging on to life. Well done doing a truck protest in those conditions, because I don't think I'd be able to get out there. I'll be there with the old logs building a nice fire.
0: Nearly $5 million has been fundraised for the
2: convoy online by... Or- it's actually, at this point, well beyond uh, six mil now. Like the, the numbers grown past six million. So when I was first reporting on this, uh, GoFundMe froze uh, the truckers uh, like uh, account money like it hasn't distributed. They've now released, I think, one million dollars, uh, but they're still holding on to the rest because they want to hear what exactly is the action plan being proposed by the convoy itself.
3: ...organizer Tamara Lich. That's pretty amazing because that suggests that it is popular, that we're not talking about a minority of people. Isn't that interesting? In a sense, you can see that that's um, a precondition of keeping people separate, isn't it? So there's few people, some weirdos, and are they mad conspiracy theorists. Well, that don't look like a few mad conspiracy... Like in Canada,
2: we actually live in, a, in an apartheid state. There is actual codified law in this country that separates indigenous people from otherwise uh, what are considered regular Canadians. And so that, again, not something that's ever been on Russell Brand's purview, not something he's ever talked about. But now, because people are being separated, it's, it's almost as if there's two classes of people in this country. There's there's people who have been vaccinated and there's people who have been unvaccinated. And do you realize this oppression that you've created here. It's like you've created a separate class of system for, for other people
3: looks like
2: a a world not based on intrinsic uh, qualities by the way
3: record breaking convoy in the snow the convoy is also growing as a political issue with some conservative mps expressing their support it's a shame isn't it when these issues generally get
2: used to boost i'm not a real pokemon saying first time catching you live i followed you on youtube since the start but this is my first time watching live nice well welcome to the show it's it's just like uh the youtube videos except for some reason it's interactive this internet's a strange thing i tell you
3: Forgive the word, the kind of agenda of opposing political parties that you know really are just point scoring rather than looking at what's best for ordinary people. What's the end point? The end point surely is a fairer society where more people are free, where we accept there are going to be differences, but we don't oppress and control people, and we don't prevent people from protesting. When there are new laws introduced, it's like, oh, we've got to shut down that protest. We've got to have more surveillance. Who does that benefit? So, even
2: and again, like I, I don't think, in his heart of hearts, Russell Brand is like a deeply uh, sinister person. I, I genuinely don't. I, I think he's he's confused, and what he's latched on to here is something that doesn't have like uh, let's just say a lot of uh, material analysis, in, in that there already is a separate class of system for people in this country, and again, it directly impacts indigenous people, uh, and that has been the way since the you know the inception of Canada, uh, the establishment of the Indian Act, uh, all of those kind of things. But it, it's never been the focal point of anyone in the media, especially people on this side who are deeply concerned now about like, well, what is freedom? This is this the freedom to choose whether or not to be vaccinated, the freedom uh, to be uh, oppressed, uh, like. Oppression is very different if you are being uh, oppressed for your race than if you are being oppressed for a decision that you do not want to engage in something because you think it is medical malpractice because you for some reason feel that the vaccine is going to cause you to have 5G reception or magnetism or something like that. Those those are two very different things. It's the same thing when Republicans say that they are being oppressed because uh, they wear MAGA hats right? Like, well, you don't know oppression until you leave the house and you wear a MAGA hat and you see the looks on people's faces. I'm treated like a second-class citizen. It's like, neat. Do, do you know you can take the hat off and then that oppression stops at that moment? It, it's not like being black in America, like the right? Edition. Like, the, the, you can understand the difference between these two things.
3: And when you happen to agree with the position of the authoritarian state you of course have to be aware that it might not always be that way
4: not saying everyone involved in this movement is an extremist but are definitely um, trying to aim their narratives at this larger movement to try and see if they can get any traction.
0: As the convoy rolls on, there are concerns about some supporters' views
3: Online, there have been some threats of violence. Of course there have. Like, I mean, Slipping Lizard and Mr. Trevley. Again, this is how narratives are formed, isn't it? Um, so,
2: I guess Russell's going to refer to this as just like some fringe actors. That Trucker Convoy clip, of which he didn't let it play out because uh, obvious reasons. If he had, this clip itself is where these truckers state that they want a similar thing to happen in Canada that happened in the U.S. on January 6th. They say that in this exact broadcast. They're like, you know, uh, we can't uh, outright say the, you know, in so many words, but we're kind of hoping that a January 6th event happens once we reach Ottawa, you know. And by the way, we should also always point out the uh, nice little logo in the corner
3: here, Bigot's Corner, threats of violence. Of course there have. Like, I mean, Slipping Lizard and Mr Trev Lee. Again, this is how narratives are formed, isn't it? Right. You, know, you can imagine these conversations taking place. There's this popular movement, there's a popular protest against mandates. We want those mandates in place for numerous reasons and you can speculate as to what they are. You know, some of them good health reasons, some of them because it supports the interests of the powerful, some of them because it increases government power in a general way and governments are about control and increasing control is a good thing for a government. How do we stop this protest from increasing in popularity and heaven forbid achieving its aims well firstly you have to control the story you have to say that this is these guys you have to depict it now I'm old enough to remember when there was a lot of strong anti-immigrant propaganda in our country England so you would continually be bombarded with negative stories about immigrants and never think about what the conditions for being an immigrant or refugee might be I always think if you agree with what the government is telling you and the media is telling you have a little think first
2: cool uh i don't i am not uh, a huge supporter of the state that's not really my deal uh i i'm actually a little bit more concerned about the broad consensus of the medical community says like it's not like if you talk about hey by the way i think uh, you should get vaccinated because it's going to be uh, beneficial to society as a whole if everyone is that's not the same as saying that i am a monstrously huge simp for big pharma I fucking hate big pharma you want to have a conversation about big pharma we should be talking about nationalizing it we should talk in, we should be talking about how there shouldn't be a profit motive behind uh, you know the development of life-saving vaccines and then the distribution uh, of those vaccines among society look towards Cuba what has Cuba done very successfully that the United States is not right uh, and at the same time just because the workers who work in those companies for the pharmaceutical industry have produced something that is again a life-saving vaccine that has uh, incredible benefits in terms of keeping people out of uh, serious illness and death those are two separate things it's not all of a sudden it's like well you believe in the the deep state and the globalists and all those kind of things if, if you don't right
3: of what you feel about what extreme elements might believe in regarding vaccination or vaccine mandates, because like the Indian farm protests, it demonstrates that when people come together,
2: oh no, do not compare those two things. That is an actual example of uh, that particular group being oppressed by their government, by a fascist government at that, like what what Modi was proposing for the farmers is dramatically different than what is
3: taking place here. That our voices are heard. That's the only alternative. If the solution's not going going to come from within the mainstream, because the mainstream media won't report it, because the government can't abide it, because financial interests will try to stomp it out, then it has to come from us people coming together, finding... You know, the
2: like the anti-vax crowd used to be utterly ridiculed by these individuals. I don't know when the 180 happened, but I don't know, if, does everyone remember when anti-vaxxers used to be like white uh, wine mums in California who seemed to believe that vaccines cause autism because they were all fooled uh, by this one doctor in the UK and then that became a huge movement and then all of a sudden you had Rob Schneider coming out and being like, oh, apparently vaccines cause autism. No, I'm not putting poison in my children and that was an entire thing and then everyone... Uh, uh, on the other end, was like, well, this is ridiculous because now we're getting these outbreaks of these previously, uh, you know, vaccinated against diseases. And, and they're, they're blowing up in these really affluent areas where there's all these liberal progressives who seem to be super anti-vax. And now this whole thing, these would have been the same motherfuckers making fun of those people back in the day. And, and now it's just like, well, this is about government control and oppression. And this is basically the same thing as the Holocaust. And there's nothing at all offensive by comparing the two. Yeah.
3: Novel ways to make ourselves heard. Never violent, because the system knows how to handle violence, how to control it, and how to punish it. And of course, it's morally and ethically wrong to be violent. Then you are the problem if you start doing that stuff.
2: I was one of those mums Well, not that, Kate. I'm, I'm very happy to have seen that you have uh, ideally come around. Did you watch H. bomber guy's video on it? H. bomber guy is such a good video on on uh, the history of uh, the vaccine movement. I would I would highly recommend it. I know it's I know it's not uh, it's not in vogue uh, to recommend 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 bread tubers anymore especially the bread tube elite you know the the bourgeois the bread tube bourgeois the bougie bread tubers like h bomber guy but he's got a he's got a really good video on on the whole vaccine
3: thing but we have to find ways of making sure that new avenues for power to be expressed are opened because at the moment the only way that power can be expressed is with institutions that are in support of one another
2: now here's the thing i um I think the absolute and total control that social media companies have, and now this is really freaking out the the Glenn Greenwalds and the Russell Brands and everyone else who says this is about freedom, uh, in in that they are now censoring anyone who has opposing views to them... uh, to a leftist, I don't think that's new news. Like, I think leftists have been screened for a very long time. This is the problem with corporate monopolies. This was the problem with three or four giant tech companies becoming the arbiters of freedom and speech, right? When we have a very small concentration of power into these corporations, which act like dictatorships because none of us have control. It's just the board of directors, the CEOs who decide everything that takes place. And now they utilize all of our social media interactions for profit. That's been a problem. And we've been calling that out for a very, very long time. Like this. Is what's going to be the inevitable growth of things into, like if you have capitalism the exploitation of labor and that grows into the point that we have corporations and these corporations grow to be multinational corporations and then a very small select crew end up owning and controlling all of our social media interactions. Yes, these are things that you should call out. This, this is a very scary thing but you were coming at this from the worst possible angle. You're coming at it from an angle that gives them more power because you're trying to say we don't like the decisions you're making. Not we don't like what has happened here, we don't like what created you which would have been a much more, I would say, like, uh, uh, less asinine way of approaching this. But it's that, like, hey, we don't like, in this instance, how you've decided to censor Trump. We don't like, in this instance, how you've decided to, like, shut down people who spread COVID-19 misinformation. We don't like, in this example, how you banned Nick Fuentes. We don't like, in this example, how you banned Alex Jones. We don't like, in this example, how you banned Milo. So if you would have not done that, we probably would have been fine with the operation as it is. If you had just allowed for everything if you would just allow for people to be able to scream the n-word at black people to be able to say the worst things to trans people if you just allow for complete and total freedom of speech we wouldn't have an issue with you big tech like honestly that's that's where this leaves it they wouldn't care about big tech if that was all there was to it that that would be uh the end of the conversation but because now they're targeting specific people it's like well the the power of big tech has has gone completely uh awry what what can we do Masks are not intrusive. Stop making a phone raise. The truckers are fighting for freedom of bodily autonomy. It's like... The, where does the freedom of bodily autonomy, Christopher Johnson? And by the way, I'm 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 welcoming these dissenting opinions. But Christopher Johnson, truckers are fighting for freedom of bodily autonomy. Christopher, my question to you is: Where does your bodily autonomy start and someone else's ends? Say we've got uh, frontline workers in a factory. Uh, say it's a uh, a meatpacking plant, or it happens to be an Amazon fulfillment center. Two of the places where we see repeated breakouts of uh, COVID nineteen and Omicron. Now, it happens to be in the United States. Ideally, you've got some form of healthcare that is associated with the place in which you work. If that happens to be the Amazon warehouse or that happens to be the meat packing factory but when you go into your place of work say you don't have uh, health care say you don't live in Canada and you have a public healthcare option or say you live in the United States and you don't have health insurance directly correlated with your job and so the idea of actually getting sick enough to end up in the hospital could be a detriment to you and your family so say that's the case and you're surrounded by other people who are working is your bodily autonomy to not have to take any kind of a vaccine to not have to do any kind of uh, precautionary measures to not wear masks not social distance does that supersede someone else's bodily autonomy, who also works in that workplace, who has a, a core morbidity, who uh, may have some uh, condition, so that if they do get sick because you're bringing in uh, your disease into the workplace and that they get sick and, and they uh, don't have adequate health insurance and they might get incredibly sick to the point of death, do they also have bodily autonomy? Do they have bodily autonomy in amongst their workplace to be protected from you? Because if things weren't in the situation they were now, which is this capitalist hierarchy that we have, what if we had, say, an actual situation, something even better than worker cooperatives? What, what if we had something in which all of the workers actually directly owned the means of production? What, what if it was a situation like that? If you were in a, a board meeting and you, and you and the other workers, all the workers, by the way, not just like five CEOs, but let's say 10,000 workers all had a vote, you all get to vote at the same time, what do you think the overwhelming vote would be of those workers who happen to be overwhelmingly vaccinated? vaccinated like if the vast majority of the workplace at an amazon fulfillment center 90% of them happen to be vaccinated and they all actually co-own the company and they were working there and every day when they went into work they were like okay so should we allow people who uh, are not unvaccinated who don't want to wear masks who don't want to social distance to also work directly beside us as we're in these fulfillment centers that's that's kind of the point right you, your bodily autonomy is important we all talk about it and uh, I'm sure we're all on the same side of that but uh, again it's, it's one of those things like the same thing applies to freedom of speech People love saying, like, I should have the freedom to say whatever I want to whomever I want at any time. And then I'll respond with, yes, but you don't have freedom of consequence. I mean, if you're going to be uh, just a fucking abject racist, then I'm going to call you uh, a racist. And then on top of which, do you have the freedom to restrict other people's freedom? If, if you happen to be uh, someone who's in a workplace, the workplace uh, is 10 people, nine people are white, one person is black, is it freedom for you to go into the workplace and then be able to uh, call the black person the N-word? Is, is that freedom of speech? Do you have that freedom? Are you limiting that person's freedom by doing that? Because then they don't feel safe coming into the workplace anymore. There's there's nine people uh, who are white when I get into to the job uh, force. Uh, they say some really racist things, but I guess they do have freedom of speech. I don't want to limit their own freedoms. I mean, you know, the where my speech ends and theirs begins, is is definitely going to be a huge issue here. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times, and if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to weareSurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv, you'll find us there, twitter.com slash tv for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently, it does help, and yeah, we hope to see you soon.
1: To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker. We are but your humble court jesters here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R. We give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird, Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val Nine Thousand, Jenna Tal, Quiet 185 Anna Loves Riley Omni Riley and Anna Poodlehawk The Tim Caucus Mondi. Trevor Yanis Lemmy101 AnthropoFojak Cern42 Catherine Radical Maniac Ramona Costa Nkosin Violent Orchard Sophie Baby Political Puppy Andreas Chiringuito Zach Christensen Josh Mickelson Todd Buckingham and Todd Lajonest we raise our flag and avail, and we salute you, our friends.